We're in the middle of session 12. This is the re-listened version, January 28, 1981. This session is very much about Orion, um, which is active in the world today. We spoke about UFOs a bit, and now we'll talk more about the philosophy and the activity of Orion on Earth. Um, last time we ended with uh, 1214, 1213, uh, <clears throat> and, and Don is asking uh, about uh, black magic. But first, let me do the last from before is 1213. Don's fundamental question is, am I right in assuming that this is all done by telepathic communication, meaning the Orion Crusaders, when they get through, the net, <laughs> like the internet, give both technical and non-technical information. Uh, what is tech? What is non-technical? What are they doing? And Ra's answer at twelve thirteen is: This is correct. Through telepathy, the philosophy of the law of one with distortion to service to self of service to self is promulgated. In advanced groups, there are rituals and exercises given. These have been written down, just as the service to others oriented entities have also written down the promulgated philosophy of their teachers, like we're doing here. The philosophy concerns the negative, or what Orion sends is philosophy that concerns the service of manipulating others, that they may experience service towards the other self, meaning service towards the manipulator. Thus, through this experience, being able to appreciate service to self. <clears throat> These entities would thus become oriented towards service to self, and in turn, manipulate yet others, so that they, in turn, might experience the service towards other self. So, the idea is, uh, briefly, um, the teaching or the service, if we call every polarized activity, positive and negative, both of them, service, service to the creator, service to all, service to something, someone, the service offered is to show them the way of the path of service to self, the negative path. So the idea is that if, if they manipulate others, the manipulated one, by accepting the manipulation, is accepting the learning somewhat of the way of service to self. So that the hope of the Orion group, <laughs> opposite the hope of the Angelics and uh, Confederation, the hope of the Orion group is that by being enslaved, they may appreciate the way of enslavement manipulation and control, that they then may share that with others <laughs> and go on the negative path. And that's exactly diametrically opposite what the angelics or confederation offers, which is an experience of the path of service to all, which is love, unconditional acceptance, caring, non-control, non-manipulation, non-rejection, but uh, care and unconditional uh, being with and supporting and helping, so that we may share that with others too, so that we may um, grow uh, and develop ourselves thereby and share that with others. And that's exactly what Howard Storm was taught. Love one another, love the one you're with. That's the way to change the world because uh, the other may then share that with others. But <clears throat> they may not. <laughs> and so... Uh, the positive entity needs wisdom, which is to know the mind of the one you're trying to help or being with. So then we go to the new material. And um, 1214, 
would this be the origin of what we call black magic? <clears throat> and Ra says, this is correct in one sense and incorrect in another. The Orion group has aided the so-called negatively oriented among your mind-body-spirit complexes, uh, like the people who are paid disinformers online. These same entities would be concerning themselves with service to self in any case, meaning they don't. the, the people who go with Orion uh, would be going negative anyway. And Ross says, and, and there are many upon your so-called inner planes which are negatively oriented. Many. That's Earth. Many upon your so-called inner planes which are negatively oriented and also, in my word, also, thus available as inner teachers or guides and so-called possessors of certain souls who seek this distortion of service to self. The interesting point here is that if you take a negative entity on the inner planes, a black magician, mid-astral plane, you know, 3.4, 3.5, uh, inner plane, mid-level uh, mid astral, lower middle-level astral, if you take them as your teacher or your guide, they will also be possessing your soul. Possessing your soul really means establishing an astral and uh, uh, etheric linkage particularly astral linkage, energy linkage, bond into the mind and the mind-body-spirit complex fields of the person who's um, seeking that teaching. <clears throat> so if you go on the negative path, it's done by contract, and it's all contractual. And the contract can be broken. However, um, it's not that easy. And uh, one must uh, re retrace the, uh, the path uh, that's associated with the um, activity under that negative teacher who uh, doesn't like to lose. Uh, and one must experience a certain amount of uh, agony and suffering uh, and pain, particularly pain, <laughs> pain at different levels, uh, <clears throat> to work off the negative karma associated with um, having uh, pledged their, their life somewhat to the negative teacher. That's a real thing. Uh, 1215, is it possible for an entity here on Earth to call, to be so confused as to call both Confederation and Orion group in alternating way, one, then the other, back to the other? Um, of course. Raw answers, 1215, it's entirely possible for the untuned channel, as you would call that service, the service of channeling, to receive both positive and negative communications if the entity at the base of its confusion, meaning its beingness, is oriented towards service to others, positive, the entity will begin to receive messages of doom if the entity at the base of the complex of beingness, and that's what we're talking about, a, an assessment of the beingness, higher self-related um, level orientation, positive or negative. If they're oriented towards service to self, the Crusaders, who in this case don't find it necessary to lie, <clears throat> as I said, their lies are less than if the person is positive, uh, they'll simply begin to give philosophy they're here to give, which is the philosophy of the elite enslaving the rest, manipulation, control, you know, all the ways of negativity. Many of your so-called contacts among your peoples, many, many so-called contacts among your peoples have been confused and self-destructive because the channels were oriented towards service to others, positive. But in the desire for proof, desire for proof, 
makes them, and they were open to the lying information of the Crusaders, <clears throat> who were then able to neutralize the effectiveness of the channel. And we see lots and lots of positive channels talking about doom and gloom and disaster. Uh, even if that channel is positive, and that's not the only, there are liars, paid liars, but even if the channel is positive, <clears throat> getting information from Orion unwittingly, unconsciously, unrecognizedly, they will speak about doom and gloom and disaster and that which generates fear and helplessness or weakness and a forgetting of infinite love, a forgetting of infinite power love. Uh, and that's um, not unusual. And so uh, the other takeaway here, there are many, but one other I'll just point out is <clears throat> that the desire for proof makes one open to negative manipulation. Because um, <clears throat> the reality of metaphysics or the, the concepts that metaphysics presents, like we're presenting here, soul level, the, the principles of cosmic plan, soul evolution. That information is unprovable. You can live it and you can benefit from uh, following the path, if it's a true path, like what Buddhism presents or Ra presents. You can live it and benefit from it, but you can't prove it. And so Ra said they offer truth without proof. There's nothing wrong with proof. It's just that it cannot be proven by our instrumentation or the condition of our mind now here in this dimension at this time. We can't see higher dimensions. Even if we could, uh, somebody will say, well, that's a hallucination. And so the skeptics will always have some argument. That's the way 3D physical under the veil space-time is. Uh, it is not provable uh, because somehow it can always be considered subjective or even hallucinatory or imaginal. Oh, you're just making that up. You just think that's the case. And many skeptics and many nihilists think so, uh, which is fine. <laughs> but that opens the person up to negativity. That opens them up to the lying information of the crusaders or those who seek to convert them. Uh, Orion, 40 negative. And <clears throat> the other final point is, Matt Ross said, many of your so-called contacts... Uh, among your peoples have been confused and self-destructive. The basis of self-destructive is confusion. Negative path um, is not exactly self-destructive because they're not confused if they're very clear about what they're doing and if they're clear that at the base of their beingness they're negative, which they're not, unfortunately, so they are confused. But confusion and self-destruction go together. And that's why there's the saying, the truth sets you free. The truth shall set you free. Um, knowing truth, knowing reality, uh, clears up confusion. Uh, leading to freedom certainly leads to a freedom from self-destructiveness. And that's a very big deal, actually. <clears throat> uh, going on, 1216, are most of the Crusaders fourth density? Ross says, yes, there's a majority of fourth density, 40 negative. Does an individual in fourth density normally appear? Or are they normally invisible to us? Ra <laughs> catches the word normal and says, the use of the word normal is one which befuddles the meaning of the question, because there is no normal in, in an infinite creation. Let us rephrase for clarity. <clears throat> the fourth density is, by choice, 
not visible to third density, which means it could be. Um, they could make themselves visible. Ra goes on, it is possible for fourth density to be visible. However, it is not the choice of the fourth density entity to be visible due to the necessity for concentration upon a rather difficult vibrational complex, which is the third density you experience. And this is <clears throat> the uh, effortfulness needed, the effort and will needed to, um, to make themselves visible to third density. This is comparable to the effort we need uh, to read what's very difficult to read, to read advanced metaphysics, to read high philosophy, to read, you know, old, uh, you know, literature that's very intellectual and very, um, you know, scholarly even, depending on what we're reading, right? You know, reading at nuclear physics, re reading uh, classic literature, reading Greek philosophy reading metaphysics, <clears throat> reading uh, the Pali Canon of Buddhism, Theravada, is also a difficult vibrational complex um, that takes effort to focus and concentrate upon to understand. It's not negative. It's not a delusion. It's just the difficulty of um, focusing attention on that which is complex. And comparably, similarly, uh, it's difficult for higher dimensional beings, and it's it's kind of painful in a certain way uh, for them to become more more dense, or what we raw actually would mean less dense, but to move themselves into a more um, visible and um, commonly recognized third density form. <laughs> So 1218, are there any confederation or Orion individuals living in or on Earth visible to us and operating, dot, 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 important in our society at this time, uh, walking among us? <clears throat> Ra answers, there are no entities of either group walking among you at this time. Uh, however, the Crusaders of Orion use two types of entities to do their bidding, shall we say. First type is a platform, the second a kind of robot. And, of course, Don is very interested in these things, and they are interesting and curious, uh, and asks further about that. Uh, personally, I have the sense that there are entities that are from positive, from Orion and Confederation working or walking among us. Not normally, but I think they come and go. Uh, many people have had certain strange experiences which suggest that, and I think that's the case, but rather than get into it, Ra didn't. Um, which is understandable, but in my, you know, my view or experience, um, positive and negative entities, depending on conditions, often or sometimes come and go in a human form. Depends, depends. Uh, Don asks, could you describe the robot? Ross says, the robot may look like any other being. It is a construct, construct meaning it's a, it's a, uh, it's constructed. It's not organically uh, formed. It, this robot is not what's normally called a men in black. Don asks about men in black. Ross says the men in black are a thought form type of entity which have some beingness to their makeup, meaning some qualities of mind are given to them. They have certain physical characteristics given them also. However, their true vibrational nature is without third density vibrational characteristics and therefore they're able to materialize and dematerialize when necessary. That's why they don't get caught. 
Um, so they're basically like biological robots. Are all of these men in black used by Orion Crusaders? This is correct, meaning there are no Confederation men in black. And of course, they look like government agents. They look just like, you know, they look similarly to the agents in the Matrix movies, Agent Smith. That's where they got the term, or, or you know, the movie Men in Black, wearing the same kind of clothing like the agents in the Matrix, uh, comparable to reports people have had of seeing such Men in Black. Don asks, if one were to visit me and I grabbed him and locked him in a closet, could I keep him? Or would he disappear? Ross said, it depends upon the upon which type of entity you grab, so it gets very specific. You are perhaps able to perceive a construct, meaning this um, robot, this kind of uh, thought form entity, not the same as a robot, but made by thought form, uh, which is a construct. Uh, the construct may be kept uh, for a brief period, although these constructs also have an ability to disappear. The programming on these constructs, however, makes it more difficult to remotely control them. You would not be able to grapple with a thought form entity of the men in black type, uh, men in black as you call it type, meaning they'll just disappear, or many of them would. Would it be against the law of one, and would I, may, would I be making a mistake by grabbing these entities? I guess he's thinking he might do so. Ross said, there are no mistakes under the law of one. Now, many times in the sessions, Ross said, there are no mistakes under the law of one. There are no mistakes in the law of one. There are no mistakes. Many times. From the level of higher self, where all is complete and whole and perfect, there are no mistakes. From the level of unity beyond the differentiation of judgment, of good and bad, of polarity, of right and wrong, and even of time and space, because that's what higher self is, beyond flow. Basically, it's um, uh, no longer, it's tr approaching what Ra calls true simultaneity, um, that there are not many things happening at the same time, but there's one thing happening. Creation is not many things happening, or what we, what we perceive as many different things happening, like past, present, future, uh, is seen as one, all one. That true simultaneity is not the same as many things happening. It's actually like a single tapestry. If you can imagine a, an endless, uh, multi-thread, infinitely threaded, colored tapestry in front of you, shimmering, waving in the breeze. Um, each, uh, the, the, the light conditions, the, the color conditions of the threads, of all the threads in that enormous infinite tapestry, each thread is shimmering. Each thread is changing color. Uh, and then there are greater waves. Uh, portions, you know, portions of the tapestry that are moving together, or can be seen as having a coordinated movement or activity. Uh, those are dimensions, planets, beings. Um, it's all shimmering simultaneously. And that includes what we call past, present, future, self and other self, self and other, subject, object, linearity, causality. All of those, that differentiation, those those differentiated perceptions, or perceptions of differentiation. There is space and time, there is consciousness, there is self, 
a sense of self and a sense of no self. There is mind and body and spirit. There are dimensions, there are subplanes, there are regions of the galaxy, there are collected constellations, there are uh, multiple galaxies, there's a galactic center and a fringe and uh, you know distance and proportion. Uh, all of that is relative truth. And that's like um, the analysis of individual threads or portions or collections of thread in the infinite tapestry of light, light love. Uh, <clears throat> while we can surely say that there's a left and a right and an earlier and then a later and a cause and an effect, all of that still is relative view. Absolute view, there is uh, only the one infinite tapestry shimmering now. Now, uh, in that view, all is complete and whole and perfect. Uh, however, Ra also has said uh, about Yahweh's efforts with the, um, the middle peoples of the Middle East and basic confederation efforts trying to help in previous times that it was mistaken. They used the word mistaken. And so uh, we should keep that in mind. And in Tibetan Buddhism, in Buddhism, there's the view, there's a teaching of the two views, relative and absolute. The relative view is Buddhism. <laughs> the absolute view in Buddhism is beyond word, beyond concept. And that's, again, why Gautama said, don't worry about cosmology and karma, analysis of karma. When you're free, you'll know. And all of our words really don't explain. Okay. And so Don pushes further and says, well, what I'm saying is, would I be polarizing more towards self-service or towards service to others when I did this act of locking up the thought form or construct? I'm not sure why he's concerned with this, but he says, Ross says, you may consider that question for yourself. We interpret the law of one, but not to the extent of advice. This is, a, again, a manifestation of the <clears throat> uh, totality and degree of their respect for the law of free will. <coughs> their job is to interpret. They're a humble messenger of the law of one, they said. Their job is to present what they believe is true, their perceptions of unity from their level of being. Uh, but that does not the same as giving advice and telling people what to do. Uh, it's up to you. And the key is, if you want to know something, ask yourself. So Ross says, you may consider that question for yourself. Figure it out. I mean, you know, if you lock up some person, is that service to other, service to self? Uh, normally it's service to self, or it's negative, but it depends, you know. <clears throat> so the end is, if you want to know something, figure it out yourself. And there are a lot of people who become dependent and needy in this world and don't want to think for themselves. They've become, you know, open mouth. Um, consumers and um, culture you know the, the media culture encourages that education can encourages that so that is a culture of uh, weak-minded dependence dependency dependent people and <clears throat> yet you know the kingdom of heaven is within right uh, what's lacking what's what's missing from what you are right now well you are more than your mind but if you don't know that or you don't make the effort to know how to get free of 
the mind that we falsely, wrongly identify ourselves as, if we don't know how to uh, pierce the veil and go beyond false identification with body and mind, then we won't know uh, our greater being, our, our true nature, where all answers come from. A couple more, then we'll go to questions. Oh, okay, actually, um, let's take questions here, because this is a turn, and Ra will now talk about wanderers. So, uh, questions. Um, you know, I don't know, but, <clears throat> I mean, Ra doesn't say it, but I think it's quite possible that the greys that seem to have a hive mentality, meaning they all move together, they all react similarly, there isn't much if any, autonomy between them, uh, biological robots, different than the thought, the men in black, which are really thought forms, um, and therefore can appear and disappear. The biological, the robot may be a biological robot, and that certainly fits some people's understanding or description, some descriptions of greys. And there are different greys. There are tall greys and small greys. Uh, the small ones may be robots, meaning biological robots. But beyond that, I don't know. Anything else? Well, why do negatives hide? Because the truth would uh, lead to a weakening of their power. Uh, by the exposure, you know, why is exposure of the truth weakening to their power? People would ask questions, there would be, uh, you know, government action, other people who are against it would make opposition, uh, people would protest, you know, uh, they wouldn't be able to conduct themselves as they are uh, when people who um, are opposed to it uh, are uh, aware of the details of what's happening. So it's just the same reason why negatives prefer concealment. They work in the shadows, the hidden hand, because, again, <clears throat> uh, exposure uh, leads to opposition, or exposure strengthens uh, any opposition that may be there. Okay? <clears throat> Good. So let's go on. 1226, um, Don changes topic and um, asks about wanderers. Well, you spoke of wanderers. Who are wanderers? Where did they come from? And Ra gives um, one of the most important, or at least um, foundational, replies and explanations about wanderers. Ra says, imagine, if you will, the sands of your shores, as countless as the grains of sand are the sources of intelligent infinity. This is in brackets, so there may have been some something lost on the tape. As countless as the grains of sand are the sources of intelligent infinity, and this is all in brackets, when a social memory complex has achieved its complete understanding of its, back to this, its desire, it may conclude that its desire is service to others, with a distortion towards reaching their hand figuratively to any entities who call for aid. These entities, whom you may call the brothers and sisters of sorrow, move towards this calling of sorrow. These entities are from all reaches of the infinite creation and are bound together by the desire to serve in this distortion. And so, to understand wanderers, um, Ra first suggests that we need to consider um, the, uh, 
the, the countless sources of intelligent infinity. This is sort of a way of saying um, the countless manifestations of infinite or, or intelligent infinity of the logo of beyond the logos, the infinite creator. The, the boundless, infinite, or uh, countless uh, manifestations of the infinite creator, intelligent infinity, as um, civilizations, as groups of souls throughout each galaxy. And as these social memory complexes, unified soul groups, uh, come to a full understanding of who they are as a group, as a unified group, most of them go positive. Ra said really 90% of the souls leaving 3D in the galaxy go to 4D positive, 10% go 4D negative. Uh, <clears throat> this 90% of the souls in 3D going into 4th density positive means that basically 90% of creation is uh, in the polarized 4th, 5th, 6th density positive, 90% uh, is positive. And that means their desire is service to all, service to other. Uh, at some point, they come to realize that um, they wish to express and develop their path by wandering, by coming to other planets or planets that call for aid. And so they can be called brothers and sisters of sorrow because they're moving towards a calling of sorrow. You know, humanity is uh, filled. <laughs> humanity has great sorrow. There's great suffering on this planet. Great suffering. And uh, actually, we see it everywhere. The, the issue is that we've been conditioned not to see it. And so people have been conditioned not to admit their pain, not to let themselves cry to put up a brave face, stiff upper lip, um, you know, nice guys finish last. All sorts of the teachings of love one another, uh, like the angels that spoke to How Howard Storm said, all sorts of teachings of, of simple love and acceptance, which includes honest um, being with our sorrow, um, all, all of this is discouraged, <clears throat> uh, particularly at this modern, at this late stage in the game. So Howard Storm was heavily uh, criticized after um, he told his friends and family about his near-death experience. He, his, he divorced his wife, his wife and he split. He, he said on this video his wife considers him a loser because he has, his income is a fraction of what it was before. Uh, many friends left him. Many, many people were opposed to him. Why? Because he says that he met Jesus and uh, Jesus or angels said, love one another. It's a strange thing. So <clears throat> the wanderers uh, being called brothers and sisters of sorrow uh, came here or come here uh, because of the suffering of humanity, the need for love and light uh, for the planet and for humanity. <clears throat> Rod said that there are four purposes for wanderers incarnating. The first is service to the planet. The second is service to humanity. The third is uh, service to our group, which means that many of the wanderers, particularly sixth density wanderers, uh, come from groups that didn't achieve perfect love, wisdom, development, all the way up to sixth density, 
That's why Ra talks about the mistaken attempts of the Confederation. Yahweh and other and the Confederation in helping humans before because of naive, mistaken. Why mistaken? Inadequate wisdom. Why? Because uh, in the third density cycle and even all the way up to the sixth density status, uh, those Confederation groups didn't uh, develop sufficient wisdom <clears throat> to avoid what they did that led to trouble. Mistaken attempts to aid. Ra's phrase. And so... Um, the service to our group of wanderers incarnate is uh, to help for the six density groups to help balance love wisdom that wasn't done in previous dimensional experience, particularly in third density before. Ross said that they had a very great bias towards love. Some groups have a bias towards wisdom, meaning they're positive, but they lead with wisdom or they lead with love and the uh, inferior function in Jung's sense, uh, or the less developed function, uh, can be uh, developed further by the learning, the distilling in love light of the wanderers incarnate now. <clears throat> the, fourth, <clears throat> the fourth purpose was actually uh, to accelerate our own soul evolution. So helping ourselves is the, last <laughs> is the last purpose for wanderers coming. The first is helping the planet. And uh, the second is humanity, and the third is our group, and the fourth is ourself. And um, entities are from all reaches of the infinite creation. Wanderers are from elsewhere, uh, particularly this galaxy and the seven solar systems nearby, but not only. They're bound together by desire to serve in this distortion, this 3D matrix. <clears throat> so in my view, of course... You know, wanderers include fourth density positive entities harvested from other planets that are now in 4D positive. They're double bodied when they come here. The double bodied, some guys called indigo children, they're really uh, double bodied in third and fourth energy bodies activation. Not fully the fourth density because they're not miracle workers and they're not children. Some are 30, some are 40, some are 50. Depends. You know, they're not just. Little, they don't stay to be children all their life, uh, but they bring in a new consciousness, and they're the pioneers of um, the next dimension. And they will be—they are setting down in thought now the um, the patterns in mind that will be foundational to the new civilization, uh, which will uh, be very significantly from elsewhere. Ross said that it's expected the harvest will be so low that many fourth density positive planets will send, uh, will involve, have the souls coming from those planets to populate the fourth density positive Earth, the new heaven and the new Earth, the kingdom of heaven on Earth, the new age, the beginning, you know, the new fourth density cycle, which is fast approaching. And so, um, Ra goes on in terms of how many are here. Ra said the number is approximate due to a heavy influx of those birthed at this time, due to an intensive need to plant to lighten the planetary vibration and thus aid in harvest. Number approaches 65 million. Uh, in my view, I've sometimes said 100 million. This was, you know, this contact was 33 years ago. <clears throat> I don't really know, but I would say 100 million is not. Uh, unreasonable. This is about one or two percent. One point five percent depends. You know, seven billion 
one out of seven, 100 million out of seven billion is, you know, what, 13, 1.3, 1.5. So in general, <laughs> if you walk around here, there, and everywhere, um, one or two out of a hundred people are wanderers. Uh, this uh, <clears throat> intensive need to lighten the planetary vibration is because of the increase of negativity and um, the desire to lessen earth changes and aid in the harvest so more people are still in their body at harvest time. Are most from fourth density? What density do they come from? Ross says, few there are of fourth density. <clears throat> That's the new tribe or the new mind. That's the um, double-bodied group. The largest number of wanderers, <clears throat> as you call them, are of sixth density. The desire to serve must be distorted towards a great deal of purity of mind and what you may call foolhardiness or bravery, depending upon your distortion complex judgment. The, the challenge slash danger of the wanderer is that it will forget its mission, become karmically involved, and thus be swept into the maelstrom from which it had incarnated to aid the destruction. It means uh, swept into the maelstrom um, into which it had incarnated to avoid the destruction, to avoid such destruction. Meaning, um, the danger for wanderers is that we get get swept into the patterns of mind of negativity, of service to self, of hate, of um, you know deception, of selfishness, of cruelty, of of anger, of uh, non-love, um, which is the matrix into which you know the matrix uh, uh, existing uh, for which or into which we incarnated in order to dissipate, you know. And so Ra gave a story, I think, about on their in their third density cycle, <clears throat> some wanderers came in from fifth five D positive, seeing the imbalance of love over wisdom in the Ra group uh, in third density, and wishing to correct that by bringing a more wisdom over love service to other positive teaching. They became so negative and confused by their wisdom over love bias, which ended up being negative, not love at all, that they actually were harvestable for D negative. <laughs> so they came from 5D positive into an overwhelmingly positive 3D group. <clears throat> we, we could say 3D positive, uh, even though you know the dimension is not positive or negative, but into a 3D positive group come 5D positive wanderers who uh, became so distorted and so confused and forgetting of their mission that they move so strongly of wisdom without love, meaning negative, that they became harvestable to 4D negative. <laughs> and so it took them some while to work that off and a lot of suffering and pain uh, to get back into Ra's 4D positive cycle and then work their way back up to 5D positive. So this is a, you know, a big deal. Uh, an entity coming from high positive dimension, five or six, uh, can get so turned around, so upside down, reversed here, that um, hate becomes love, or they think that control is benevolence, holy war. They believe that war 
he's holy, uh, like the entities of Maldek, and they go and they do such negative action that they become even harvestable to, to the negative side, or they become heavily karmically involved and can't go home uh, on contract termination. Normally, the fifth and sixth density wanderers here will go back at harvest time. The contract is to stay till harvest, till dimensional shift. Normally, in my view, my understanding, the 4D positive wanderers contract is to make Earth their new home. And I've often said, you know, the way to tell who's fifth and sixth density, or his, who's a sixth density wanderer from who's a fourth density wanderer, positive, is to ask, um, <clears throat> do you feel you really just long to make Earth a beautiful place? Your basic feeling is, this planet could be a paradise, I wish this planet could be a paradise, or I really want to get the hell out of here. <laughs> Normally, the sixth density wanderers, many have been here a long time, and many are tired and would like to get out of here. Normally, the 4D positive wanderer um, feels this deep distress at the negativity of Earth and sees the, um, the great potential of Earth becoming a paradise, utopia, planet of great love, uh, which it will be, actually, uh, and, and despairs at the wasted potential how that you know humanity is not what it could be and why do they do that why do they make such a bad make such trouble here uh when this could be such a wonderful place for everyone uh that's a sign of a 4d positive wonder and so uh it is very uh it really does happen that wanders forget of course under the veil why they're here get karmically involved which means consciously unloving action deliberate lie, deliberate control manipulation for self-gain. And, uh, you know, that's it happens. Whenever we're, you know, getting off on taking, when we want to take, then that is karmic involvement. Uh, so, <clears throat> and Don asks, uh, importantly, 1229, what could one of these entities do to become karmically involved? Can you give us an example? And this is the quote, an entity which acts in a consciously unloving manner in action with other beings can become karmically involved. Uh, the car you see, um, the word is can, not will always. As Gautama said, karma is a subtle matter. And it's essentially a question, a matter of motivation and the conditions of mind which lead to the behavior. The behavior is important, you know, killing a human, different than um, killing a gnat, very different, uh, come from different motivations. But any action uh, is not itself the primary component of the karmic load generated. It's not the action, it's the state of mind. So you can, uh, you know, kill a human who is about to slaughter, you know, a hundred innocents uh, because you want to protect the innocents. And you can slaughter a gnat in rageful hate, <laughs> you know, smash the gnat in rageful hate. Uh, very different, right? 
very different. So as to the um, the quantity or the quality of karmic generation, what's generated by karm by activity, by action with other beings, uh, it's very subtle, and it depends on the being's level and their mind and their motivation, their intentions, and then everything that that everything that they do in their mind. Uh, since the time of the karmic action to the time of uh, karmic result. And so cause and effect are not one-to-one. -one. Uh, and the Gautama was explicit in saying that it's not. And so it's not like if you kill 50 people in war, then you need to come back 50 times and get killed each one. Not. Uh, but it's much more subtle. But entity, wanderer, anyone, in our action with others. If we're acting in a consciously unloving manner, that's a big difference. It's not just unloving, it's consciously unloving, meaning deliberately um, controlling, manipulating, harming, or hurting, using anything that, that hurts, anything that is of heart blockage. Possession, control, you know, the desire to possess the desire to be possessed, <laughs> desire to basically exploit in any way whatsoever, is clearly consciously unloving action or a consciously unloving way in action with other beings. That does lead to karmic involvement and that can lead some wanderers to... Ah, oh, there's a nice bird outside my window. <clears throat> it can lead some wanderers to not be able to go home at contract termination. Uh, and there are a couple more. I'd like to kind of run through this. Unfortunately, they're long. Uh, 1230, <clears throat> do any of these wanderers have physical ailments in third density earth situation? And this is uh, important for self-diagnosis. Ra said, due to the extreme variance between the vibratory distortions of third density and those of the more dense densities, meaning higher densities are more dense in love light, in light in light power. So due to vibratory distortions between third density and those of the more dense densities, meaning higher dimensions, wanderers have as a general rule, a general rule, they have as a general rule, normally, some form of handicap, difficulty, or feeling of alienation, which is severe. The most common of these difficulties are alienation, the reaction against the planetary vibration by personality disorders, as you would call them, and body complex ailments indicating difficulty in adjustment to the planetary vibrations, such as allergies. And so <clears throat> these three actually uh, are spirit, mind, body. Body, mind, spirit. Ra is very, you know, coming from the dimension of unity, when they break it on down, it comes down as the geometry of unity. The sacred geometry is the differentiation of unity into proportionality, uh, just like the triangle, <clears throat> um, when uh, expanded, <laughs> becomes a circle. So the the unity, the unitive circularity of a circle or a sphere, when it's differentiated, becomes the precision or geometrics of a triangle. So the one becomes a three. <clears throat> Likewise, you know. The one through the three becomes the seven, like the light and the prism and the seven rays. Oh, when Ra is saying 
explaining the conditions of wanderers or the <clears throat> the um, handicaps, the difficulties we feel, uh, <clears throat> they give three. Alienation, uh, personality disorders, and uh, body complex ailments such as allergies. So, spirit, mind, body. In terms of body, many wanderers have allergies or different kinds of um, uh, sensitivities, food sensitivities or environmental sensitivities. In terms of mind, many wanderers have personality disorders. Personality disorders is really a technical term in psychology which means psychosis, paranoia, schizophrenia, <laughs> dissociation, all sorts of kind of heavy conditions. And um, I had a friend in San Francisco years and years ago who worked in a mental hospital and actually he was, I interviewed him in my book, Soren, who's a real person. And he said that, you know, not uncommonly, under the bed of people in the psychiatric ward in the hospital, he found UFO-related spiritual books, space-oriented, paranormal-related books to the people who are in the mental, mental ward. And that is an indication or some kind of uh, support for this idea that many wanderers, many, not uncommon, most common, uh, being alienation and personality disorders. Uh, and so then the skeptics jump on this and say, ah, you see, you're just crazy. Uh, it's all made up in your mind. Well, could be, could be. But having a personality, having a personality disorder doesn't mean the person's not a wanderer. <laughs> a wanderer can have a personality disorder. So, you know, if, if one person says, uh, you know, I am Napoleon, uh, and the other person says, I am Napoleon, to say that those are both uh, crazy men, uh, maybe a mistake. Maybe <laughs> meaning um, <clears throat> the condition of mind of each person is different. That's a delusional thought. But uh, a person just because the person says something crazy doesn't mean that they're not a wanderer. <laughs> there are there are messed up wanderers, just like there are messed up non wanderers. And so uh, it is very common, and it's on my ET quiz that. Wanderers, uh, one sign of being a wanderer is a sense of alienation. This is also very interesting because um, the feeling of alienation is the sense of not belonging or not fitting into the group, the sense of standing apart from the group. In general, in general, non-wanderers don't have that. Meaning, the wanderer's alienation uh, is the result of being a wanderer. Uh, normally, <clears throat> people don't have alienation. It's not that they feel a part of the group. They don't have group consciousness. They don't have sensitivity to the group. They don't have a contrast between their current condition and um, something missing. The wanderer's alienation is the sense of what's missing. What's missing is loving, harmonious integration and unity with the group. That really is missing. That's really what the wanderers had in the home dimension, four, five, or six. Uh, actually perfect or um, um, profound <clears throat> unity, harmony, integration with the group. Great, great love. Great, great um, bondedness 
and a profound um, knowing of each other. They know, I mean, I had clear contact with my group many, many years ago, and my sense, similar to Howard Storm, was they know me better than I know myself. They know me so well. They know me far better than I know myself. And there's so much more to me that I don't know. There's this massive uh, beingness of me, of my entity, my being, whatever, that I don't know. I knew I didn't know. Uh, and I knew that they knew. And therefore the intimacy was, was profound. Even though, you know, it's not a matter of what was their name and what did they look like. It was a profound sense of knowing I'm known, knowing they know me deeply, profoundly, I mean greatly. And that's a, that reality uh, is the heart of the harmony or integration of souls in social memory complexes. That is totally missing for us here down on the ground. That's that deficiency is the basis of this alienation. And normal folks, not wanderers, don't have that alienation, normally, because they never had the, the, the opposite. They never had profound love-based integration, harmony, and, and uh, deep intimacy knowing in the group formation. <clears throat> On the astral plane they had that, but that's um, different. And so, um, the wanderer's alienation is a reaction against how much has been lost. The, the social unity, the social fusion and intimacy of the home dimensional group. That's the basis of the wanderer's alienation. And others don't feel it because they didn't get it. They didn't have it before. They don't even know it. They don't know what they're missing. Forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. This kind of thing. They don't seek it because they never had it. They don't even know what it is, really, generally. They don't care about the world because they don't have a sense of world consciousness. They can throw, you know, anybody can, but people throw garbage on the ground because they don't realize that they are the, the earth, <laughs> that all is one. And if you hurt your environment, you hurt yourself. So anyway, these um, experiences of, of wounded wanderers are really, really common. Uh, moving on, the last major question, at some point Don asked, at 12.32, he asked, could you tell us if any of, if, I will go back to 12.31 after 12.32, just to finish the short one, Don was wondering, is it possible for you to tell us if any of the three of us are and have been wanderers? Ross says, in scanning each of the mind-body-spirit complexes present, we find an already complete assurance of this occurrence and therefore find no harm, no infringement of free will in recapitulating this occurrence. Each of those present are wanderers pursuing a mission. And so this is also interesting just briefly because Don asked the question sincerely. Can you tell us if any of us are wanderers? Consciously, he felt he didn't know. He sincerely asked, can you tell me? Because I don't know. He's not lying. Meanwhile, Ra saying, scanning their mind, scanning their being, Ra finds that already each, there's a already complete assurance that there are wanderers of this occurrence, that there are wanderers. 
So while there's already complete assurance in Don, in each of them, in all of them, including Don, so in scanning Don's mind, Ra finds an already complete assurance that he knows he's a wanderer. Assurance means sure, sureness, certainty. So the deep mind, deeper scanning, shows that he's sure he's a wanderer. Meanwhile, consciously, he's asking. The conscious mind, then, is rejecting the deep knowing. Because there's some sense of, well, how can I know? Or, you know, I don't know. Uh, how can I know anyway? Um, and so this is an interesting thing. It's very common that the conscious mind questions what the deep mind uh, is certain of. That of which the deep mind has certainty, the conscious mind commonly questions. The conscious mind commonly rejects deep knowing. I mean, that's very, that's, you know, that's uh, normal. That's, that's the normal condition of human mind with a veil, is we reject what we know. But even in a, in a more pointed case, there, there may be um, specific issues that we really could find our certainty with regarding. We, we could find uh, our well-established knowing that's not far from consciousness. That's the point. Some of the deep knowing of the, con of the deep, some of the deeper knowing of the unconscious or the knowing of the unconscious mind is not far from consciousness and easily accessible, easily graspable. But we don't ask or we don't look within many times because we think, oh, how can I know? Anyway, you can tell me, right? Uh, and so we reject deep knowing, the deep knowing we already have, the complete assurance that we may already possess. And so anyway, finding that knowing, Ra sees there's no infringement, no harm in recapitulating the occurrence, meaning the reality of being wanderers that Don already knows, and says, yes, you are. <clears throat> That's interesting. And then finally, I'll go to 1231. And this is um, <laughs> really long, but I'll try to finish it in five minutes, and maybe next time we'll pick it up again. Don asks, is there a best way for these entities, wanderers, to heal themselves of their physical ailments? Interestingly, at this time, he was still questioning on the physical Later, he gets much more into um, mental, emotional healing, which is really the heart of the work. Ross says, this will be the last complete question of this time, space, meaning the session. And this um, is long and deep. Ross says in four paragraphs, first one, the self-healing distortion is affected through realization of the intelligent infinity resting within. This is blocked in some way in those who are not perfectly balanced in bodily complexes. The blockage varies from entity to entity. It requires the conscious awareness of the spiritual nature of reality, if you will, and the corresponding pourings of this reality into the individual mind-body-spirit complex for healings to take place. Now, briefly, the way of self-healing, self-healing distortion, everything's a distortion, in the law of one, to the law of one, if we uh, proceed on differentiation, uh, the self-healing way is affected or occurs by realization of intelligent infinity within our being. 
resting within means um, accessible and uh, the essential core even of our being. Intelligent infinity meaning infinity, meaning creator power, even before intelligent energy, seventh chakra access. This is blocked in some way uh, in those who are not perfectly balanced in bodily complexes like everyone, meaning there is blockage. Blockage in the reception of infinite energy or intelligent infinity, uh, meaning chakra, chakra blockages, energy chakra blockages, chakra energy blockages, of course. The blockage varies. Each person is different, a different um, composite of seven chakra blockages. That requires, uh, first actually, conscious awareness of the spiritual nature of reality. Meaning, um, reality is not only what is perceived by the five senses and the intellect. Reality includes the invisible, the formless, the energetic, the higher dimensional, the subtle. What we perceive is the gross physical. Its basis or complement is the subtle non-physical. That is a basic conscious awareness of the spiritual nature of reality. And then also corresponding uh, or awareness of the corresponding pourings, in pourings, like energy, like water, chi, prana, ki, corresponding, they're actually in pourings of this reality into the individual mind-body-spirit complex for giving to take place. Meaning you should know about uh, mind-body-spirit as an energy system with blockages, with the pouring in of reality. <laughs> This is a nice way of putting it. The corresponding pourings of this reality. Uh, the seven chakras as receptors uh, to infinite intelligent infinity and intelligent energy are um, the means by which infinite the means by which reality pours into us. <laughs> Second paragraph. We'll use this instrument, Carla, as example. The portions of its ailment, as you call this distortion complex, that can be perfected in balance are due primarily to a blockage in the indigo, ray, or pineal energy center, sixth chakra. This center, sixth chakra, receives the intelligent energy from all sources lawful within the one creation. <laughs> I don't know if there are any sources that are unlawful, but six ray, indigo ray, pineal gland energy center, forehead, this chakra receives intelligent energy from all sources lawful within the one creation that is lawful in this third density distortion or illusion, uh, meaning that which can be received in third density. If there's no blockage, which is uh, normal, which is almost unseen uh, among humans on planets, on third density planets, meaning it's normally, uh, it's one in one in a million or less uh, to find a person who has a completely unblocked sixth ray, sixth chakra. Almost never you see that. Or only, I mean, I'm at I, my view, someone like Gautama or Nityananda or maybe Ramana Maharshi uh, would have absolute non-blockage of sixth ray. Anyway, uh, sixth ray, this center receives intelligent energy. And that, again, is a downstepping from, intel from infinite, intelligent infinity. So intelligent infinity beyond the octave 
comes through seventh chakra into six or affects six chakra, which receives it as intelligent energy. It's coming. It's sort of the white light actually um, from source, uh, and the source is void or before even white light. That intelligent energy from all sources, lawful in the one creation, lawful to be received in third density. Without blockage, the energies pour or stream down into the mind-body-spirit complex, perfecting moment by moment the individual's body complex. This is another word to the wise. Um, my spiritual practice, as sixth chakra becomes more and more unblocked, less and less blocked, more and more open, um, to the inpouring of reality, intelligent energy, which is the, the octave's etheric body, actually. It's the etheric body, indigo, form maker body, uh, the, the one energy form of the octave, of the logos. As that, those energies pour or stream down into mind-body-spirit complex through sixth ray, sixth chakra, they perfect moment by moment, the individual's body complex. And Ross said that service to other is automatic at the energy generated by six chakra activation. So in meditation, real meditation, six chakra activated, one is in a sense of, of unity, wholeness, beyond me, consciousness of self or ident personal small identity. Uh, there is automatic um, radiance of love light to all. Third paragraph about Carla again. This instrument also experiences some distortion of the green ray energy center, which you may call heart chakra. It is overly open. Ooh, overly open. Heart chakra may be too open. It's overly open due to an intensive desire distortion on the part of this mind-body-spirit complex, Carla, towards service to others, or as you may call it, universal love. This entity therefore spends itself, Carla, without regard to its reserves of mind-body-spirit-complex distortion in regard to what you call strength or energy. Again, it's hard to use all these words. This distortion is primarily due to the, due to the blockage of the indigo ray. Bang, bang. Very interesting. The, well, let me finish the paragraph. As we have said before, this, the misapprehension distortion of the instrument Responsible for this blockage is the basic orientation towards a belief in unworthiness. The unworthiness distortion blocks the free flow of intelligent energy. Now, the basis of the unworthiness distortion is second chakra blockage, the feeling or the sense of self. Sixth chakra is beyond emotionality, and it's beyond... Um, it's beyond such um, judgmentalism. But sixth chakra has a blockage because of second chakra blockage, and that's the two-six chakra band, as I've said. Chakra bands being one seven, two six, three five, and the bullseye heart in the middle. The unworthiness distortion, she felt she's unworthy, I am no good, I'm not worthy. Uh, that sense of self, belief in, in, in a limited self, second chakra blockage, 2.2 in my opinion, 2.2, but you know, second chakra, 
leads to a blockage in the indigo ray. Six chakra blockage. Second chakra blockage corresponds and leads to six chakra blockage. That belief of unworthiness is a distortion. That blocks the free flow of intelligent energy in the sixth chakra. Due to the blockage, so this is so interesting. Because of the sense of unworthiness, low self-value, I am inferior, I am inadequate. That is my being. I am inadequate. Meaning I am inadequacy. I am not enough. That belief, distortion, making second chakra blockage, leads to a six chakra blockage by the chakra band of two six. That leads to a blockage in six center. That leads to an excess in heart chakra activation. Fourth chakra, fifth chakra need to be balanced, healing and balance. The balancing is significantly love-wisdom balancing, which means not too much, not too little. Not heavy love over wisdom, martyr. Not heavy wisdom over love, um, the cold analyst. But um, well-balanced love and wisdom. So what we see is um, certain body pains that come from distortion in the green ray center, heart chakra, overly open. The excess love over wisdom in Carla at that time is due to an intensive, her intensive desire distortion, says intensive desire distortion on Carla's part towards service to other. Nothing wrong with that. Universal love, right? However, it's overly open. It's so interesting to me. Heart chakra overly open, meaning significantly love over wisdom, based on uh, the desire, intensive desire to be of service to others. Great. Universal love. Great. However, the entity, Carla, spends itself, herself, without regard to its own reserves on terms of strength and energy. She depletes her vital energy. She depletes um, strength, whole being strength, not just physical vitality, but Ross said reserves of mind-body-spirit complex distortion energy. So, by the sense of unworthiness um, in second chakra blockage, we find a sixth chakra indigo ray blockage. That uh, blockage in sixth chakra blocks the free flow of intelligent energy, right, from intelligent infinity eight through seven to six coming as then intelligent energy, indigo ray body. That has a blockage because of the second chakra blockage of unworthiness. And that leads to overcompensation, which is a, a greater than balanced desire for service to other in the way of action that ends up depleting or not respecting her own necessary energy reserves. She spends herself, she, you know, it's called burnout, leads to burnout overcompensation for the sense of unworthiness uh, and the sense of inadequate service to other, she's inadequately serving others, she thought, because of six chakra blockage, because of second chakra blockage, leading to excess 
overcompensation by way of heart, universal love, leading to overly activated, overly open heart ray, universal love, green ray, fourth chakra, which leads then to spending her reserves without care for what she needs for herself, which is called martyrdom, which leads to sickness or illness. So you have to trace these things back. But it's interesting to see second chakra blockage causes six chakra blockage. Any distortion in the sense of self leads to blockage and reception of universal uh, intelligent energy. Uh, and that leads then to some compensatory, often, uh, act, some compensatory reaction, uh, which in this case comes from the sense that she doesn't realize self is a being of infinite worth. Ross said, self is a being of infinite worth. When you really, it doesn't mean your mind. <laughs> your self is not just mind or body. Self, true self, true nature, which is includes body, includes mind, includes spirit, includes higher self, includes seventh density, you know, the infinite, the infinite seer, uh, includes all that. Uh, that is a being of infinite worth. When you know that, there's no need to uh, compensate by uh, intensive desire to universal love. That knowing is universal love. And that's a seven chakra manifestation of um, appreciating the totality of one's being, which is the totality of being, which is one. That totality is all. That's our true nature. Then, anyway, fourth paragraph, Ra says, the seventh or violet ray is unimpaired, of course, because it's not, it's, it's uh, post-conscious. It's, uh, it's not affected, actually, in, in some sense. The seventh or violet ray is unimpaired, this being not only an energy receptor, but a sum total of the vibratory level of the individual. Uh, the other energy centers are also quite clear, two, three, four, five, six, in their own ways. The solution to healing in this case is action that puts into practice the peaceful understanding in humility distortion that the entity is one with the creator. Therefore, perfected. Not just perfect, but perfected. And not separate. In each case of what you would call ill health, one or more of these energy centers is blocked. The intelligence of the mind-body-spirit complex needs, to, needs then to be alerted either by the self as healer over the catalyst of another healer, as we've said before. So, while there's blockage in sixth chakra, as the result of second chakra blockage, as the result of distortion in mind of uh, unworthiness or low self-value, the reaction to that is an overcompensation, uh, over-activation imbalance of love over wisdom. Act overly open. That's a raw set, overly open. Heart chakra. So it's not that uh, heart chakra should simply maximally be developed, but should be fully balanced with, with wisdom, with fifth ray, in uh, true awareness of one. So meanwhile, despite all that, the seventh or violet ray, seventh chakra, is not damaged, it's unimpaired, because seventh chakra is not only energy receptor to intelligent infinity, but also some total 
or summation manifestation of uh, the vibratory level of the individual of my body spirit complex. In fact, it includes um, the beingness and totality complexes in that summation um, color signature, color vibratory um, summation. The other energy centers, which in this case we're talking about what, one, three, five, uh, are also quite clear. I mean, Carla is a very developed soul. The solution to healing in this case is action which puts into practice not just thinking, but action also, putting into practice, practicing the understanding, which is a peaceful understanding in humility that you are one with the Creator. It doesn't mean that you don't have distortions. But meanwhile, being one with the Creator, Carla, all of us, are therefore perfected, not separate. One with the Creator means one with infinity, a being of infinite worth. Perfected. You are perfected. And, in time and space now, manifest distortions. That's, that's the balanced view of self. A being of, complete, a being of, of infinite worth manifesting distortions and blockages in time and space right now. You know, aware of his complete... There, there's a phrase that Rod talked about, I forgot it, but basically this balanced understanding, um, being not separate from totality, being of infinite worth, um, yet with humility, with his, which is simply honesty, <laughs> that yes, I'm manifesting distortions too. Yeah, I got chakra blockages up and down the line, of course. Of course. We all have blockages, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six. Of course. And we are perfected beings, one with the Creator, not separate. Beings of infinite worth. Both. That's holding the relative and the absolute view. That's the harmony of uh, the two views. And so, again, simply, ill health um, is the result of chakra blockages, which is the result of distortions in mind, which ultimately, in, in most cases, come or are resting upon distorted sense of self. That's, that's normally the foundation for all distortion in mind and all patterns of grasping and aversion greed or desire, rejection and avoidance, uh, leading to chakra blockages and possibly leading to ill health. And to heal, we need to reverse and trace back to the cause, um, which is uh, alerting, uh, the intel alerting our intelligence. <laughs> the intelligence of mind-body-spirit complex needs to be alerted, needs then to be alerted to alert yourself as the healer or by another healer. So self as healer or another healer needs to help us alert our intelligence or to awaken our intelligence to realize that we created the ill health by distortions in mind related to energy chakra blockages. And um, we need to reconsider and come back to a more honest reality understanding of what we are. And then there are just a couple of, there's just one question about uh, alignment of the instruments 1233. And Ra um, basically says, do not concern yourselves overly with this, meaning the um, non-alignments. Don't concern yourselves overly with this in the space-time nexus present, meaning right now, but do not allow these distortions to remain over a long period for the contract, the contact 
will be gradually impaired. And so, uh, it, it's that's useful advice in general. Um, don't don't get so upset about current distortions, but don't don't uh, but be careful to make sure they don't grow over time. Then, contact with higher self too will be diminished or impaired, and damaged, and reduced. And um, we all have distortions. We all have, you know, patterns of grasping and avoidance. Um, the key is to see them and um, slowly um, dissolve them by love, wisdom, understanding, acceptance, responsibility, forgiveness, um, and try to move through and um, not move through our stuckness <laughs> and uh, let go a bit more. So that's it for session 12, and um, it's long, and um, the issue, the question about healing, we should get back into later uh, as we go into uh, higher sessions here, 13 and on, we're going to get more into healing, and that's really, really helpful, uh, because the, 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 the surface issues are UFOs and positive-negative, and human history, and Maldek, and Bigfoot, and Men in Black. Those are important, they're sort of interesting, um, but the heart of the teaching is the path. And the path is uh, the way of uh, chakra blockage release, and healing and balance, uh, and living um, the reality of the Law of One. So, Good night.